Hey, this is Sam Duke. And this is Tell McHale. And I'm Joe Duke. We are here to check on you. You good, bruh? This is a safe space for men to express their emotions. We are here to bring a new and different definition of manhood, one topic at a time. We want to help create a new generation of men that are emotionally aware in order to improve these relationships. I know I'm trying to get good. I know I'm trying to get good. What about you? You You good, bruh? Hey yo, it's your boy Sam Duke. It's your boy Tell McKill. And I'm Joe Duke. And you are listening to another episode of You, you Good, Good Run. <laughs> hey man, t- uh, today I mean we I guess we we're gonna have to start with a with a disclaimer. Off top, you know, it, you you're not gonna be listening to uh, I guess a, a cooler head Zen like Sam today. Um, and I, I think I can speak for Mikhail and saying you're probably not going to be hearing the, uh, the, the trained therapist. Yeah. It, it may not be too many therapeutic retorts. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It may not be as, as therapeutic as you're looking for. And, you know, it, and for Joe, it, it just may not be a regular show for Joe. I think at, at the, at the end of the day, uh, it's something that we we kind of put on put off talking about for a little bit because we didn't want to uh, talk about it in in inside of just straight raw emotion. However, it need, it needs to be talked about, so we're here to talk about it. Um, the Ahmad Aubrey, uh, I I would call lynching. Um, some would call murder. Others would call, I mean, dumbass people would call call it self defense or whatever the case may be, but uh in on, on February twenty third, I believe. By the way, this is May fifteenth. On February twenty third, uh, uh a young man who was uh being chased down by uh a a group of white men, white gentlemen or white men or white monsters, whatever you want to call them. But they he was being chased down by them and uh he was running for his life basically is what it looked like in um the video. I I wish I hadn't seen it. But he was running for his life. He, he he basically was getting cut off by them, and then he began to fight for his life. And in the process of fighting for his life, he he took a he took he took a shot to the chest, and he continued to fight. And he he, he took he took another shot, and that, at that point, that's when he fell and um and and died. Um, there there is video footage of this, you know. Uh, there there's some people out here that, that that say that there was some it was a citizen's arrest and that that was the the justification of the individuals but those individuals were not taken into custody immediately it it was months and i mean at this point i mean three months uh to the point where they were arrested for the murder of this young man arrested and charged for the murder of this young man and had it not been for his family that continued to be vocal about what was going on and why there were no charges brought on on this uh, on this case, I don't think we would have known about it. I even read the uh, the article in the in the what, what Brunswick Times, I believe. Yeah. And when I read the article, it sounded like they clearly made it this young man's fault. 
basically making it seem like he was the aggressor and they were acting in self-defense. But when you, you know, there was video footage out there. When you look at the video footage, what I read in the Brunswick Times is not what I saw in in the in the video footage. And so, yeah, I mean, right now, I just think we're, we're just going to have a honest conversation about what it's like and how it made us feel and how we still feel. Because, I mean, I still feel some type of way about it, about Ahmaud Arbery's uh, death. Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll speak on on it. So uh, a couple of points. He was actually shot three times. The uh, autopsy came out. Um, and you could hear three shots on the uh, the video, but everybody kept talking about he was shot twice. Yeah. Uh, it turns out he was shot twice in the chest and once in the wrist. I can't remember if it was right or left wrist. But um, ultimately, he, he collapsed on the video, as we saw and and bled out on the video. Um, the video is that detailed. Yeah. So yeah. there were two vehicles involved from the assailant side. Well, one person is saying, "Hey, they were not part of the the the." the I don't even want to put their names out there. The killers, uh, they were not part of that. Um, they they are they are neighbor there. They were not part of it. They don't really know them, which doesn't really makes sense because why would you be recording if you didn't know what was happening that's crazy that's well, true. he's and, trying to save himself you know we know that yeah he's trying to save himself at this point in my humble opinion um I don't so who was recording the, so there were three three assailants in my in this again uh, um three people involved with chasing down uh is it's either a model or a mood uh and the video picks up with him running or jogging. It wasn't even like a full long run. Like he's running from somebody. It looks like he's jogging to me. Um, that was the story that the mother told the police that he went out for a jog. Um, there later they showed a video of him walking up to a house that was being constructed. He went into the house. Uh, there's video of him inside the unconstructed home, and he's just standing around looking around like. People do. People go look at houses are under construction. Right. And so they were saying, well, he's there to steal something. This is my problem with that. Things that you steal from construction sites, you need a truck for. Or yes. you need at least a bag to carry the items that you're thinking you're gonna take. He didn't and have bro, a vehicle there. So bro, not to not to interrupt you, but it it later came, the owner of the home said he didn't steal anything from that home. Right. It, it, I was getting there. I was getting yeah, there. Okay. So, so, so he entered the home. He looks, hands on his hip kind of style, just looking around. Um, and then there's a video of the neighbor coming out saying something to him and, and I guess startled him. And we don't know what the neighbor said, you know what I mean? But Ahmad started running from the house. And and I can kind of go back into my experience as a black man in the state of Georgia, in central Georgia. But we'll get to that in a minute. So Ahmad starts running out of the house, and you see later the truck from the, the, the dude that, that killed him started after him. And apparently they got in front of him. He um, saw them. They stopped, you know, tried to stop him before. He went around them. I mean, turned back around and started running back the other way. And that's when the video picks up. 
And so, and that's where the other car was behind him as the other, I guess the truck or whatever had got into, into the, the area ahead of him. And they were blocking the right lane. And the, uh, this is a father and son that's in the truck. The son gets out of the truck and he's in the left lane. So either Ahmad's gonna go towards the shooter or he's gonna go towards the truck. And he already did a 180. So I guess he felt like, well, let me just run past him because that's back uh, the way that we came. Ultimately, he went around the right side of the truck and the camera on the car, I don't know what was happening in the car. The camera kind of went out of shot and then it came back in shot. When it came back in shot, you saw Ahmad and, the, and, his, and his killer fighting over the shotgun. And you heard three shots over that fight. And Ahmad got some good licks in, but unfortunately it didn't, it didn't, it didn't pan out for him. And so that video came out. Now this story, I remember seeing the story. It came up my feed. I think it was, uh, it's one of them groups, some Facebook groups that came in my feed. And I saw it and I remember saying, even in the midst of a pandemic, they still got time to do this. Because the article was about the fact that they had not been arrested. The police officer at that time wanted to arrest them. Yep. The district attorney knew the killers and told them not to arrest them. Yeah. So it, this, yeah. this story, their, their story has gone from this was a citizen's arrest to self-defense. Like they, they come up with different defenses on why they did what they did. To end too deep, like it's some inside stuff going on. Right, it went through yeah. two district attorneys. Two district attorneys. The first one told them not to arrest, and then the, then she recused herself. The other one said it was a justified killing. It was a justified killing. Yeah, yeah. because they were making a citizen's arrest, and he thought he attacked them. So, if the video—if we had not seen that video, if the world had not seen that video. They would have never arrested those men. They didn't arrest them because the video, they arrested them because we saw it. And we were getting up in, in arms about it, as we should. Mm. And I don't know, you know, I'm not gonna go into what Ahmad's intent, intent was. I can't go into whether these jokers knew him or not. I, any of this other stuff that's floating around, period, point blank two possibly three assailants are pursuing you do you not have a right to defend yourself yeah you definitely have a right to defend yourself and if they kill you shouldn't they be held accountable under the rule under the law of the land they're not police officers they're not police officers in citizens arrest you have to actually observe a crime that he stole nothing it seems nice. like the justice system just exists after the crime is committed. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, well, give me a little bit more on what you mean. Like, it's, it's so many things that's going on, and it seems like it's just, like, deeply rooted. Like, it's just... It, it's the same narrative, in a sense. Like, the same narrative, to me, makes it feel like it's, like, deeply rooted, and it's something that's just going to continue to happen. Just because of the way the system is ran, you know what I mean? Like it makes people feel like, it makes people feel like they could get away killing or taking someone else's life. That's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, there were laws that were written that allowed um, 
white people to kill slaves. And, you, but, and it got to be some kind of mental thing. It let me follow, follow what I'm saying. Like, mm. the, when you say deeply rooted, I think you're correct. Like, this, if we grew up, in, if we have been raised in a society where our skin color was um, a disadvantage based on how the system was set up, mm-hmm. by your skin color alone. So we come from a system that literally wrote laws that authorized our death. Our national anthem literally praises the death of black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally. And, and we're supposed to stand for that. We still have a lot of those ties, a lot of those threads of this blanket of America are still in it. Nobody, nobody's plucked these threads <laughs> out. They still exist. So when you go even further, most of the stuff was born out of out of southern culture right so you had men that go to war to keep slaves they lose the war but then they want to keep the sons of the confederacy and all these other organizations to praise their treasonous ancestors so what are we talking about right now we're talking about a system that continued to breed and create generations and they taught those same lessons to their 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 uh their you know their children their grandchildren generations and generations, generations yeah. of this man's son is the one that pulled the trigger you think his father had no influence on his son he has his father did. definitely had and, and, and i know i know um we want to talk about like you know, i do want to talk about like how it is to be a man out here in the you know just in a country like this but like to state that this incident that occurred, these people who was after this man were mentally gone, like mentally messed up. Cause I mean, even though, even though if I believe in uh, racism or not, right? I, I believe in racism, but um, it does exist. So for me to know that racism does exist, I still won't see myself hunting someone down. You know what I mean? I still can't see myself hunting someone down and like well, killing them. That's I like mean, a, so we, that's a we, can agree. we always agree. I think we always agree that our American society is sociopathic. Like yeah, we, I mean, we tend to, we tend to kill or allow, allow death because, and we'll justify it. We'll rationalize okay, yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. And, and so that's what I'm saying. Like you will, it'll make sense. Like it has to, this is why he died because it is even, Mike yeah. Brown had what? an altercation. Hold on, Mike Brown had an altercation with a, 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 a gas station or or bodega style store attendant, which happened to be, I think he was Indian. How many stories have there been of black people having altercations with being mistreated in bodegas? I think there was a young lady that, when I was growing up, she lost. She got shot by an Asian store owner. Uh, and I think the girl was eight, nine years old, shot and killed. And but now we fast forward to Mike Brown. He has a visual, as a video of him having an altercation with the guy. He just snatches the cigars and walks out yeah. like on some other yeah. f you. Mm-hmm. Snatching cigars, it should not be a death sentence. No, and 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 one and the thing about it is, it almost makes it seem as if that any any black person has had an aggressive moment is 
is a monster that can be shot and right. killed, right? It has it's to like, be put well, down. It, the, the fact that the, the uh, district attorney said clearly he was the aggressor in the situation. When this guy is running around the truck, you can say you, he made a 180. He was trying to run one way. They blocking him one way. He turned around and goes, goes the other way. And then he's trying to go around, but he's, he's blocking him, got a shotgun. But clearly, he's the aggressor. And, the, and the shotgun it, is clear; had to be pointed at him to be oh, shot. Oh, come on! Come on. They, have to have a gun pointing towards yeah, you to be shot. In my opinion, there were three shotguns there uh, that he probably was staring the face of the barrels down there. Yeah. And the the person with the camera probably had one on them too. I swear to you, at, I thought I heard a gun cock. I, you know, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. And so the idea that three men with guns can be tracking down a black person in a minute, he decides. Like, I have to try to do something to live. They get self-defense. Right. Bro, man, something, I ain't gonna lie. It scares me to know that there's people out here just hunting people and killing you, people. Like, that, that, no. that scares me. So that's, that's a, to, to, that bothers me. To your me. point, there's a man running for a Cobb County Sheriff, and he put, posted something. That to me it wasn't necessarily profound because it's just something I would I didn't have any experience with. I've never gone hunting. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I've never gone hunting, but he described it in a way, basically saying that the video that he saw, most people would look at it, and of course you'd see like you know it looked like some off an old movie, like a Time to Kill or something crazy like that. However, what he said, what he saw, because he's he's from South Georgia and he's been hunting before. He said the way, because the thing about it, Joe, they weren't riding inside of the truck waiting for him, right? There was one person driving the truck, and the other person was on the bed of the truck with the gun basically pointed at this man. And so literally, he was like, that is like a hunting tactic, a hunting technique that they use when you're hunting deer. One person's driving the truck. The other person is in the bed of the truck with the gun, and when the deer crosses, they 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 take they they take they shot, and they recorded it, and they and they're recording it, and that's Boy. that that's literally what it looked like. Hey, and that's mental that, health for you. Once his, it it sucks because I hate that I saw the video. That that and Joe don't go watch the video. You haven't seen it, don't see it. No, I haven't. Because, I haven't watched the video since I heard Trayvon Martin scuffle. You hear me? I mean, yeah. Since I heard the scuffle. <laughs> When I'm telling you, I watched that video by mistake, and when I saw it, it wasn't what what pissed me off was there was no aid rendered. They he fell like a fucking animal. You get what I'm saying? Like he fell like you know yeah, some shit you see on National Geographic Explorer, right? And you didn't see that like any shock. You get what I'm saying? Like, literally, they were in a kill mode. There was no humanity in it at all. You get what I'm saying? There was, like, to me... That's that's what to address. There was no humanity. There was no humanity humans. in it. Even if they wanted to say, like, literally, and if you read the, the, the police report, there was no aid rendered. They're like, look, he... For, for them, him with his two hands, and then with their three guns, in my opinion. Bro, they didn't even he, cover him up. No. I'm talking about when the police got there. Crazy. It turns out they they didn't his face was out. Mm. Uh 
Couldn't nobody identify him. He didn't have any anything that could help them know who he was. Like most people, when they go jogging, they don't carry shit. You don't carry your phone. You don't. Yeah, you don't have nothing on. You don't have nothing on, uh, or nothing that they could access. He may have had his phone on, but yeah. they never they never covered his face. It comes to turn out. I was watching an interview with one of the attorneys, and and that's my thing is like they did the same thing to Mike Brown. Yep. They did the same. I mean, what is going on that we are treated less than human? Even though I can do everything a human can do, I'm subhuman because of what? I can do what you do. I can do stuff you can't do. But I get treated inhumanely because of my skin color. Yeah. You can take my organs and put it inside your body and you can live, but but I'm less than. And Mikhail, I got a question for you, man. What was your initial response in your in your brain to to this? I mean, I would say, say post video because you know pre video, you know, you, it's just words on paper. I, there's a, there's a part of it where you know I don't I tell people sometimes my experience in the South uh, and why I see the world through the lenses that I do and. When I was uh, when I was five years old, um, I was put in the first grade because when my birthday fell, I would have been six in September. And I had a friend; they used to line us up, and we had to line up based in last name. So the the guy behind me, last name was Robinson, and he was a white kid. And back then, I didn't know race was a thing. My parents kind of kept that context away from me, even though they lived through the 60s in the South and the 70s. And so I thought this guy was my friend. We played together. We had a good time. We were first grade. So fast forward to winter semester. I remember this day I had, I had like two pencils and I had them on my desk. I went back and I did something and Got some up my book bag. I, I, you know, I come back and my pencils were gone. And I, you know, most kids we just look around in the immediate area. And I was like, and Rob, he had uh, more than two pencils on his desk. And I said, Rob, can I borrow a pencil? And he looked me dead in my face and said, Get your own pencil, nigga. First grade. Now I had seen I had seen Root, so I knew I thought we were. Cold blooded. Cold and blooded. and I had seen Roots before, so I was like, I knew nigga was not a good word. <laughs> and I knew I saw a white man call a black man that before he, he injured him. You know, hey, he you watch Rosewood. Now. You see Rosewood? Not 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 at this age. I'm just saying, okay. like at this age, <laughs> this that age. I beat the shit out of Rob right there in the classroom. Oh my God. I mean, knocked his teeth out. They were coming out anyway. Knocked his two teeth out. The teacher grabs me. You know, it, it just turns into this whole thing. So at five years of age, that's my reaction to racism. Hmm. That's my reaction to bigots. That's my reaction to prejudice at five. You know, I think that's your, that's your reaction to evil. What? So shit be evil. Oh, no. There we go. So fast forward to today, 2020, 
I'm a grown ass man, full whole, full blown. Got kids and everything. And I've and I've lived through all these years of seeing year after year multiple lives unjustly treated. And then I see this video after I heard that they were defending themselves. I hadn't seen the video before I heard their defense. I heard their defense and I saw the video. My initial reaction to answer Sam's question was to load up my shit and go down there and drop their asses to end that evil. Because it's not gonna go, it's not gonna go away through voting. Like an evil slayer. Hold on, hold on now. No, it's not on. gonna go, it's not gonna go away through voting. Nope. It's not gonna go away through praying. Nope. Yeah, say pray, say that prayer thing again, because uh, it's not gonna go away through shit. prayer. The only thing that will end racism is death. What I mean by death, and I'm not I'm not saying go out and kill people. I'm saying literally, people have a belief system that is born out of ignorance. So you can either kill racism through defeating that ignorance or ending it. Now I've been in a situation where I've I've defeated racism. I had to treat somebody in an addiction treatment facility that later admitted to me that he was racist. That up until he met me, he had he had already made up his mind about people like me, right? And he was assigned to me. That's and I want to talk about how God works. He was assigned to me. He was my caseload, so he had to work with me to get cleared, right? By the time those eight weeks were over, this man was standing up in a room full of people admitting to his, his belief system and how I destroyed it. And I've also destroyed the trauma. My, through my assistance, he was able to destroy the trauma that has ruled his life into addiction and was in tears and hugging this black man and hugging some of the other black folks that were in the program. And he, and, and he had just never been exposed. He had just never been exposed to black people. He always was just taught about black people, but never exposed to it. Even though he, we live in a diverse society in Georgia, you don't have to be around black people if you don't want to. That's true. No, that's true. That's true. And so, that's what I mean. So that that was the death of that that belief. The other one is the physical death. I was going for the physical death. I, cause I, I just, and this is my ism. When I saw the pictures of them, they looked just like the. They look just like the motherfuckers I had to deal with all my life. All your life, yeah. That I fought in high school, that I fought. Like, why am I fighting this person? Because they are attacking me because of my color. This shit is real. That bullying shit, there's, there's bullying, and then there's bullying based on race. You understand what I'm saying? You could talk about somebody smells bad. They can go take a shower and fix that. But if you're attacking me and my color, I ain't changing it. I don't want to change it. And I can't change it. So at this point, it's a personal attack for real. And they go an extra step when it's color. It's not just ha ha ha. It goes into physicality. They, they're destroying your property. They're destroying. You see people, they write nigga on, on garage doors with people that move in. Like it can't just be words. It has to be some type of aggressive action. Something that makes, you, makes them violate it. And, and that's where I'm coming from. To your point, because this has been going on so long, 
when things like this happen and it takes three months for us to actually react, literally these men, these men killed that boy and went home and went to sleep that night. Yep, shared the video. The next day they went to sleep again at the same house. And then they went to sleep again and again and again for almost 60 days. For Pat, more than 60 days. No, no, no real discomfort. Nobody challenging them. I mean, their privilege was through the roof to the point when I told you, Mikhail, CNN came to, to do a story out there. And them, they were out in front of their house, Joe. And they they were recording the news team was out there recording and all of a sudden they hear in the air meaning these white boys wanted all the smoke they felt like they were untouchable you should not feel that comfortable after you've taken a life not not nobody not not nobody i know's life not nobody i care about's life you get what i'm saying and the fact that they were that comfortable within brazen. themselves, yeah, brazen, to be able to sit at home comfortably for months after you just executed a boy, that's why I feel like we should take it to their house. That's why I feel like literally, literally they should have been dodging bullets for months. I don't even care at the end of the day, there is, and everybody's like, oh, well, you got kids, you know? But my thing Hell, is- Hell, that's the reason well, why. That's exactly, that's <laughs> my reason why these people should be dodging bullets. Because I have kids, and I don't want my kids to have to grow up thinking that this shit is normal. And that, that this- okay, and that they yeah, can get away with it. And, that, and that they can get away with it. There's no consequence for it. They're just gonna go to court, they're gonna, and they're gonna go to court, and then to be honest with you, I think they didn't give them bond because they know that hell was was on the way. They that that video was put out there, and they knew that hell was on the way. And they, they might. What town was this? It was Brunswick, in Brunswick, Georgia. Brunswick, Georgia. They might need to do some more uh, cases. They might need to uh, lift up some more cases, some old cases, and see what's going on out there. Well, that, that's what somebody Damn. was saying. Someone was saying that, that, that the DA yeah, out there needs funny. to be investigated. Yeah, well, not like that DA. It's, it's, it's not just that DA. It's more than one DA. So small town politics is not really small town. Everybody has their own. It's kind of like Sandy Spring and Roswell right next door to each other. Yeah, everybody has their own everything. Right, mm -hmm. and, and but they know each other. Yeah. And in South Georgia, they still are in the 60s and 70s. People still live on other sides of the tracks. Like, literally, a track train track runs through the town. Yeah. One side, like, one, like there are places exactly like that still. Um, and you don't want to stop and get gas, though. Like, you need a green book to go through South Georgia. Man. Correct. <laughs> Look, man, for those now, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not, listen, let me be clear. I'm not saying that that's the way it is all over the United States, mm -hmm. but I I know that's the way it is in my state. I've heard that it's like that still in Mississippi, in parts of Mississippi. Yeah. I've heard that it's like that in parts of Louisiana. As far as like, uh, uh, as far as like segregation and stuff like that? 
as far as like it has like we are still dealing with um, not being allowed to be certain places. Yeah, without without there being a tremendous amount of attention brought to it. Yeah, I mean, God, look at the poor guy. There, there was something just happened. A dude was delivering. Oh yeah, yeah. house, and and he got stopped by neighbors. They blocked the road. The president of the, of the homeowners truck. association. And he was delivering a house. He just he delivered delivering something to he was a house. Delivering some stuff to a house. I don't know if it, I don't know what it was he delivered, but it was a delivery truck. Yeah, they and blocked him gate, in. He had he had a gate code to get into the subdivision, and he got blocked to leave by the HOA president asking him questions. What are you doing here? You did you make a wrong turn? Did you, like, who you here for? You know, we and this is in uh, Oklahoma. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma. yeah, Oklahoma. So this is what I'm saying. You you're not allowed to live a normal life and be black. Like the fact that there are hashtags grilling wild black, washing car wild black, studying wild black, like all these hashtags represent incidents where we're doing things that they do normally. Uh why like the girl, the studying wild black thing, the young girl falls asleep in her dorm in the common area. Yeah. Why did this white girl call the police? Let me ask y'all a question. Do do y'all think we'll ever be able to change that? Like, let's just be honest. Well, it's not. A, so the question is, will we be able to change it? Numerically, we can. Uh, in terms of structurally, we can't. So what I mean by numerically, it is for a long time, our, our white counterparts have been the majority population. And if by 20, I think by 2043 or, or even sooner, they were going to be outnumbered, mm-hmm. literally, by people of color, whether it be Asian or identified as Hispanic or Black or Native American. They were literally about to be outnumbered. Uh, this, is the, the, uh, this is the cry of the Republican Party, if, if not to politicize it, but if you look at it, there's, a, there's an actual uh, new show on Fox that's ne- that's called outnumbered and big letters. Really. So when you talk about creating fear and anxiety in the people, that's what's happening. They, you know, we're about to be the minority. Well, and they I mean, know they know how they treated the minority. So yeah, their thought they, is, there you go. They're gonna be on there the receiving go. end of it. So will can it can there be a change? Yeah. Will it be bloodless? Probably not. As as evident by, uh, unfortunately, lost his brother. I don't think there'll be a change as far as for us, though. You know what I mean? As far as the black experience. Well, I I, I will caution. I I caution that belief system. I mean, at the end of the day, we are. There's an internal locus of control and an external locus of control. Meaning, what I'm talking about is, I'm willing to to pack my family up, and move them to a place where they can have a better quality of life, not have to reflect on a, on a quote unquote system of justice that is based on your color of your skin and, and be just fine. In America, I don't believe any of the other parties are really interested in becoming the next uh, majority party and, and treating people in a negative way. Like, I personally know from our own experience that that's just not our culture. We're very welcoming people, period. No, we no, we've always uh, been welcoming. Yeah. But and it's I'm saying that, that, that's been my experience. experience. That, that really has been my experience 
with the other groups as well, to be honest with you. Uh, honestly, I, I, I can count on one hand my, my negative experiences based on race with the other group. You know, that's that's actually crazy to me because the way I view it, I view it like the exact opposite. You know, me too. I, me too. I don't I see I don't see it that way. Yeah. yeah I, I look, so when I travel, I honestly I don't feel like a black man when I travel. I feel like a man. That's what I'm saying. So when I when I've gone across the world and come back, I I haven't had and I and I'm raised in racism. Like I I, I smell it. I know it. I when I look at people's eyes, I could. This shit is crazy, and I've been right one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I I whenever I've gone to other countries, other cultures, I don't feel like a black man. I just feel like a human being, a man. The only I done, time I've I done had the only some time experiences. I, <laughs> I done had some experiences with other. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I got. I got. I know. I be. I know. There's a lot of racism going on in the U.S. My problem isn't with racism, it's more with the actions of racism. Like the actions of racism are real, very disgusting, but I, for, I don't think we'll be able to ever get rid of racism. Well, racism you know, is like, a verb. Yeah, you said it's a verb? Yeah, it's actions. There's ism. The word itself. Racist. Racist is, is an individual. Yeah. Yeah. Racism right. is. It is, is actions well, based on I guess, I guess that's a, it's, it's a tough measure. That's well, a, that's I, think, I, think, I think what Joe's trying to say is he feels like racism is a part of being a race. Like, it literally being... Yeah, like... And, you know, sure. people, think of, people think of a race as like, oh, the human race. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't think that it's just the human race. They, they are, feel like they're attracted to what looks like them, which is, I guess he's saying is more natural. I mean, we're, we're, so, we're talking about group psychology. We're talking about you being a, a, uh, drawn to what looks or feels familiar. Yeah, that's well, that's psychology. I'm, I'm talking about putting actual damaging structures in place, damaging of other people that are different. That is the problem. And I'm not so, saying it's so hard to get rid of. This is so this what? right here because we got to talk about it. It's, it's like beauty, like the eyes of the beholder. It's like trying to control nah. the individual. It's, it's very tough no. to do. And to that's the, the difference in prejudice. And I think what Joe's talking about is prejudice. Basically, yeah, I meaning so. like, I, I'm black, so I'm going to treat my people a certain type of way. And I'm not going to hurt other people, but I am partial to mine. Like you, could, you could even still you could even still reject or refuse honestly yeah, to be what, honest with what, you and but what what Mikel is saying is the racism is you have established institution racism is being able to kill that black boy and not be arrested you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying like because we can't do that you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying like so literally because if I go out here and kill a white person yeah, yeah because he's white you know I'm gonna be arrested I'm going to be prosecuted. I will even not, in self-defense. Even even in self-defense, you're right. I will be arrested, prosecuted, and even if it's in self-defense, I'm been, I'm arrested. That's the racist part because they can't see me as someone who's defending myself. They can only see me as somebody who's aggressive, and that the institutionalism of the way they right. created it and, to, and, to and, it. And, it and that's what I meant by that's what I meant by I felt like a man. Like if yeah. I went in any other country, if 
I went to Canada and killed somebody, and this is, I don't know, I'm just saying, I, I you could go to any other country and I feel like I'd be treated the same regardless of my race. If you go, if you go to Mexico and have a car accident, whether you Mexican or black, your ass going to jail. That's Period. true, but I'm there's not no partiality, And I'm saying, like, there's no, there's no partiality. There's no partiality based on race globally. Like, you I disagree. Get, I, I let disagree me tell you something. They, they do not have a problem with putting foot to ass to everybody. Yeah. Now, and, and the crazy part right. is, them white folks be getting locked up in China. That's you right. Know, all, they don't, all they all don't have a problem about putting foot to ass nowhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, you, I, I could have. In Colombia, they wouldn't even let me on the plane because I was black in Colombia. Like I, I wouldn't even I, like I never experienced anything like Columbia, that. You, this, this is my thing. You, when you go to places and you American, when you're American and you're not a diplomat, you, we ain't good in everybody's hood, Joe. No, I don't think it's American. I was think I think this is a black situation. This was different. They're black, black Colombians. They're black Colombians. They're mm-hmm. black Colombians though. There are black Colombians. No, there's black, but they probably up in the mountains. Like even in Thailand, they have like a huge population of black people in Thailand, but they all live uh, in the mountains. Like it doesn't completely... it matters not. I'm saying your passport says what? America, but no, it's they racist. No, let me tell you something. I'm I can't lie. Go, go ahead, tell your story. If you, if you got a story, yeah, I'm not going to take away from your story. Oh yeah, <laughs> like okay, we when okay, so this situation was a black. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm assuming this is a black man situation, but. When I was in Colombia, it was uh, me, uh, my girl, and her best friend, and we was all getting on the plane. Bought our tickets the same, the same, purchase everything, right? So we're on the verge of checking in at the airport. This is exactly what they say. They let they let her best friend on the plane. They let her on the plane, and then they stop me and say, "You, you miss your flight." And I was like, uh, what you mean I missed my flight? They was like, you you missed your flight. Your flight's gone. And I'm like, what do you mean my flight's gone? And it was like, your next flight is in four hours. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, I'm I'm not really, uh, I'm not that type of person that really like to, you know, have arguments or any kind of conflict. So, you know, I was just like, uh, okay, whatever. And then, uh, and then, of course, my woman, my queen, she was just like, Joe, that don't make no sense, Joe. Joe, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, it is ridiculous, but I'm in another country. I don't have time for conflict. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, next thing you know, my girl's like, hey, that don't make no sense. Why you won't let him on the flight? They was like, he missed his flight. He missed his flight. He can't get on, right? And then they, and then she, he, they was like, sorry, ma'am. And then they was like, sorry, ma'am, but he missed his flight. He can't get on the flight. We don't want him to get on the flight. He's gonna have to wait to get on to get on the flight four hours from now. And then it was like, if you keep talking, we're gonna make him get on the flight like 9 p.m. type of shit, right? And and I was like, what? I was like, so I was like, immediately when they said that, they was like, as soon as they said, if you keep talking, like we're gonna make him get on the flight at 9 p.m. I was like, whoa, now there's some this there's, there's something different going on. This is a target now. It's a hit. You know, there's a there's a red dot on me somewhere. So I'm just like, oh, what so what's going on? I was like, why why y'all pushing my flight back? I was like, what's going on? I remember I'm not I have ne- I haven't spoken to these people, never seen them a day in my life. Literally, all I gave them was my ticket. 
And they just told me, no, you can't get on, right? So now it's just like, so while we just uh, going back and forth in the airport, I'm just asking why all of a sudden, next thing, next thing's next. After I said, I don't understand. I was like, can I speak to somebody to let me understand what's even going on? They're not telling me anything. They're just saying, if she keeps talking, they're going to push my flight even further back. So I said, let me speak to uh, someone, like, let me speak to a manager, somebody. Guess what they did? Me no speak English. That's the next thing they did after they spoke with me for like 30 minutes in English. The next thing they said is, we don't speak English. And did, then, did so say, I'm like. Did you say, let me speak to your supervisor in Spanish? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say this. <laughs> to supervisor I wish I could have, but I took out my Google and now I'm showing them this shit at Google. Now I'm playing that game, but they just like, nope, nope, nope. So I go to another representative, right? So I go to another representative. I'm saying, hey, I'm just trying to get on this flight. I don't know what's going on or whatever. So next thing you know, manager come out from the back. When the manager come out from the back, I don't know what they told the manager, but the manager tells everybody in the kiosks that don't give a shit and don't let none of us on the flight. That's exactly what airline was. Uh, this is some Colombian airlines. It's some Colombian airlines. So literally, security came like the military came, uh, like some dude in the military came over there, and he was just like, like throughout the whole time. I'm not gonna lie. He was a very uh, great gentleman because it's like throughout the whole time he was just like i'm gonna be honest with you like he would come and try his best to translate stuff what's going on they was like i'm be honest with you they not gonna let you on this flight they don't want you here he was like you need to book another flight with another airline to be honest with you and that's literally like the game he put me on and i was just like okay but it, it was horrible because it was like it was a lot of tears going on like we recorded this we wanted to put it up online, but it was just disgusting. The energy behind it was just evil. So it's just like. That would have been the right uh, thing to do. Like, I would want to know. No, it just, you, it's, you, it's first just. First of all, more. you got to. My, my point is, is that mm -hmm. your experience, if it's not told, if it's not made known to the world, I'm ignorant to it. Yeah. Right. Now so, you got to put it out there. You got to put it out there because it's kind of like where I made the joke about the Green Book in South Georgia. Mm. Your information could let the world know that this airline practices prejudicial seating. Like they, yeah. they have an mm. issue with skin tone or skin color. And yeah. and I think that that's something that economically that could have impacted them and been positive for the world as a whole. We don't need yeah. airlines like that in business. Mm. And, I, and you know... In the times that we're living in right now, too, like, just to add, like, what's going on and, like, the information that they're putting out in front of us with the times that we're in right now, to me, it, like, racism is like a seed, but it's like a seed that dwindles from, like, the, not dwindles, but, like, that comes from the tree of evil. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole bunch of evil things going on i feel like it's just like a real deep battle right now between good and evil to be honest with you like that's how i genuinely feel right now do, do y'all not get that presence i've always thought that i mean i just think that to, to be honest it to me it's starting to feel like it's starting to feel like you know, because people, y'all believe in God, right? Mm -hmm. And 
started to ask myself, what the hell is God doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, it starts to feel like the world has come together and conspired against this group of people. You get what I'm saying? And like to like Joe said, I don't necessarily, I mean, I get what you're saying, Mikhail. Like, when you travel in other countries, it seems as if, you know, the they don't have a direct issue with you. You get what I'm saying? The way you look, the way you move. How, however, I do feel like there is still an underlying um, issue that they have with what they think we are. Yeah, it's something and, like well, that. And, what, what they think we are or because, and in, in, so Joe's experience is one that he's able to identify. My experience is one where I've been asked more questions because I'm American. Yeah. And, that, and and that's been consistent across countries. Like that's my point. Like they see me as a, they see this black man come to them, give them my passport. They're just doing because they somebody else that was a black different country just went before me. And they I walk up, hand my wife and I hand them our passports because you have to travel as a family. And they see America and they they all kinds of questions happen. Like and it ain't like. Like they're trying to sneak here. You know they're no, trying no, to sneak here. You know they're no, trying to sneak here. You know, it's funny because the, the questions that they ask, or the questions I've been asked, have been more about my experience as a black man in the country. Like, it's almost like a, oh, my God, I, I saw such and such. I heard about such and such. One man asked me, yeah. was it true? He said, like, is it true? Is it, was it true? Yeah. He said, no, is it true? No, I've had that before, too. I've got that before, too. I've got yeah, that before. Yeah, because they don't believe that they don't believe that that's going on. Going. Yeah. yeah. This shit is still going on. They think that that's history. And I'm like, no, it's true. It actually happened here. And and it happens more often than, than that's reported. That's the point. And, and their news system, because it's not their news, they only get, like, some stories. Like, they got the Trayvon Martin story out there. The, uh, I think they got the Mike Brown uh, story out there. Um, yeah. But that, but to that point, the Rodney King, back when videos first started coming out, we've been reporting yeah. the people whooping our ass for years. Yeah. And nobody true. believed it. And there's that's nothing, sad. nothing has been going on. And nothing happened. And so my thing is, I'm not going to, I can't absolve the whole world from having, you know, identity politics in place, like what you experienced. But I know that there's no system like this system. Yeah. Globally. It's built the way you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact yeah. that, that the fact that the security officer, the police in that country said, hey, bro, you, you might just want to go book somewhere else. Because this this particular business is not gonna serve you. Our yeah. system versus, would have locked your ass up. Right, right. And, they would have they they got you hyped, they would have been in your face. And they would have got you arrested. You would have exactly. been in jail. You would have caught a charge. That's how our system works. You see, and that's you, what I'm saying the difference is. Yeah. I'm not saying that racism or prejudice doesn't exist. I'm saying there's no system like our system. You know what? That, no, that's, that's a very good point, actually. No, that's true. If, that's you, true. if you pick us up and, like, say you drop us, like, even, even though I, I do believe these other countries are, are racist, but if you pick us up and you drop us in these countries, we're going to thrive, like, way faster. You know so what I mean? The systems are not built to hold you back. Yeah, that's true. The, the system's not, not you you right. you'll hear stories about people that go over to China. Of course they have to deal with racism. 
but yeah. they'll go over, you know, they'll go over to, to other countries, even other European countries, mm-hmm. and they're able to, to thrive. To thrive. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'll face prejudice, but prejudice can be broken by exposure, like what I was yeah. saying earlier. So they're, they're, if there's a prejudice against you, it's because of what they've been told before they met you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus like what he was saying, like we had, we have banking as a racist system. We have real estate as a racist system. We have every model to make money in America has racism, even in tech, technology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, you can't, you can't own a power plant. Right. That's true. That's true. What oil companies out there that's traded publicly that your face is on? Like any infrastructure, anything that's infrastructure based, mm-hmm. we can't participate, or yeah. we're we're or they put they put obstacles. Or very limited. Yeah, very limited. Very limited. Like things that that you just it takes a lot leaps and bounds. Like even with the legalization of weed, they put so many regulation in place in terms of how much capital you have to have to even get the license. Like it's that's true. And then you go back to the racist banking system. Like, yeah, you don't get that global. And that's what you would, would, y- would y'all leave. And if y'all Absolutely. leave, where would y'all go? Hell, I, yeah. Hell where would y'all go? I mean, I, it's, it's honestly right now. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Ghana, obviously, because they're, they're marketing to us heavily. They're doing really good at marketing. They're doing really good at it. Um, and to be honest with you, all the skills that, that I have and I know business wise, uh, or, or healthcare-wise, skill sets that I have in a different system, I would be able to thrive. My wife has business skills. Ghana wants those skill sets. The people, when I've seen an interview, of course, there's going to be people that resist it, just as I said, ignorance. But the people in Ghana that are aware of the program and, and, and they embrace the fact that we're bringing skill sets either through a professorship or just business mind and the capital that we bring with us so if i left we would sell off everything we had we have capital plus what's in the bank and we're bringing it to their economy that's the economic injection so it's a win-win for ghana because they're getting my skill set and they're getting your money so and i don't have to worry about it being about there's a black man jogging (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, type of issue like let's it's. Get, let's get him. What is he um, doing here? If it was, if it was me, and I mean, I've already thought about it. Me and my wife have talked about it. Like I, I'm Haitian, and so we're going to Haiti. Like I, it, it, it's always, you know, it's, it's, it's not troubling to me. But I, when I see white people that have gone to Haiti and never come back and <laughs> never came back and, and then they get in you know they they what they do is in the media they make it look like such a, a dysfunctional place right. but like the beauty of it now is like we have social media and we have like i follow white haitians and i follow white people whose parents have moved to haiti and now they consider themselves haitian and they'll tell you like man look my parents came here and they never left they never left and they speak the language like everybody else. And, you know, and, and you start to see like, okay, maybe this, you know, I, I would want to go to Haiti because I wouldn't have to, there would be no language barrier. And I, I already have, like I said, I already have a skill set that I've learned here. I've run, I've, I've owned businesses here. And so, and not just that, there's, some, there's, there's one man, I was, I was actually in an Uber one time and um, it was an African man who was telling me, he was like, man, look, 
you're in America. You got to understand America's economy is one of the, the highest economies in the world. That's the, true. We forget uh, that. That's the true. length of time that it takes for your money to double in America is way longer than it takes in other countries. It's like the land that you buy in other countries, the homes that you have, the value goes up higher because it started off lower and the economies have more room to grow. The American economy is at a point where it can only go, what's like 0.2% is considered really great GDP growth for, for the United States. 0.2% ain't shit. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot on the world stage, but for people like me and you, you know, you put 0.2% in the bank, which is probably where the rates are right now, you see they're just giving you a penny a month. Yeah. So, so how long is it going to take for your money to dump here? And so literally it was just like, man, look, you have to invest in these countries because they have the, they have the space to where you can double your money and make more money. And, and they need, they have a need for your skill set. There's gaps in, in, in technology. There's gaps in, um, in infrastructure. There's gaps in understanding. Yeah. And, and they want your knowledge base. They want what you learned in school. They want to know, oh, how did you run businesses in the United States so that you can bring that to their country and potentially you know, stabilize a little bit, but that's teach a little English bit. too. You can oh, even yeah, teach that English. Too. I looked that's up the I looked up the top ten jobs to do <laughs> in other countries. Teaching the <laughs> teaching the native language is number one. <laughs> All right, today, guys, we're gonna learn how to say what it do. <laughs> What's good, mommy? What's, What's good? good? You good, bro? But, but but yeah, man, I mean, I think that it speaks to a, a bigger issue. The, the systems here in the United States are such that you can kill people that look like you and me and not even see a consequence unless there's an uproar. And even what happened is they're privileged because they were sharing the video, sending it to their friends saying, look, I killed this black man you know, and got away with it. Nobody's done anything to me. And literally, once people start talking about it, we, me and Mikhail talked about it, we thought, okay, they must have had, there must have been an ally among them. There must have been somebody that saw that and said, they killed this boy. But that's not how it happened. They released the video thinking that once, they, once people saw the video, that they would think that that killing was justified. And yeah, that, I'm telling you, they slow. That, they slow. No, they're not slow. Their privilege is such yeah. that they feel like any black man coming to them in a threatening manner, even if they have three shotguns, two cars, three grown men chasing a black boy, the video footage of a black man fighting for his life still looks threatening enough for them to get off. That's why they put it out. And that's what's yeah, fucked that's up scary. about our society. Right. That's good. That's what, what, what are they scared of? What are they scared of? I mean, of? I guess retribution. I don't know. I mean, but it, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what we are in society. You could be a medical doctor. Brianna Taylor was an EMT and at sleep at home. And yes. there's still no justice for her. They, they knocked on the wrong door, shot and killed this girl while her. she was sleeping. Charged her boyfriend with uh, assault attempt to I guess killed police officers. They didn't even know they were police. He was shooting back out at the people that just shot his girl. And they charged him. So you got two black lives impacted. One ended and one potentially can end if they put in jail for 
for protecting someone he loved. Man, I can't lie about this. This shit sounds staged. This is staged. It sounds like they're doing this on purpose. Well, that stage implies that it's not actually happening. No, no, no. Staging like there's real life. There, there's some aspect to the, this orchestrated, like yeah, okay, orchestrated they kill us like that. and they and they put it under the guise of police, and and because of I forgot the ruling that you can't technically you can't unless you can prove gross negligence on that officer or on that government agency there can be any criminal charges. You can only civilly, you know, through civil court pursue agents of the government. So there's no, you know, the, unless you can prove that, all they got to do is have a piece of paper say, "Well, we had a warrant, we made a mistake." That's not gross. That's just that's just human. We're not yeah. perfect. It's human Sorry. error. Human like, error. Do, do, like, I want you know. Have y'all ever thought about like listening to the rest of the story? Like, for example, who was the person who called and said, "Hey, this person is," I heard a loud noise next door. Like, who was the person that made? The yeah, we don't call? charge him. We don't I charge wanted, him. But I know no. I want to just hear the person's name. They, like, they're, I, not, they're not going to do that. They know, that know, they'll, it, say, they'll say they'll say if I do that, then people will not call. Yeah. This is thing called uh, this is thing called swatting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in in America, and it happened to um, people, some people know our game, and and there there's a competitive space when you are are a content creator as a gamer, and somebody called in a. Uh, a hostage uh, potential suicide situation on this one gaming guy um, as he was on air and he, and he had on headphones, didn't know somebody was at his door. They ended up kicking in the door and his reaction was, you know, what the fuck, defend himself and they shot and killed him. Okay. Now this happened, I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago and it's called swatting. And it's where you basically make up a scenario, orchestrate it, if you will, uh-huh. Or, or stage, if you will, a situation that doesn't really or really is not happening, and they send all the police force out to it, and it ends up being nothing. But the way that the police operate, there's no, uh, there's no, hey, how you doing? Yeah, okay. I so, got a call. No, it's, and this it's is just like, this is just like, uh, but actual in reality, they actually do this physically. Yeah, that's why it's a name, swatting. Like they. That's, that's crazy. Because it's like is, no one really calls. If you think like who who made the real phone call? If they say they okay, we heard, they can't. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because it doesn't. The police. The call is not directly to the police. You can do it by if you if you bought a burner, you could do it. Yep. You know they that's know scary. Now that's they, scary. All of this should be scary. Yes. That's all crazy. But that's my point. Why do I have to live in fear? Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. And that's that's back to your original question about leaving. It's because you don't want to consist. Like I I I don't want to live in fear based on my skin color. If I'm gonna live in fear, it's gonna be based on things that I can control. Like control, I'm not gonna go out there yeah. crimes to get attention. I'm yeah, not like, go out there. You're not gonna go out there if you kill somebody. You should live in fear that somebody's gonna come kill you back. Not go to sleep in your home and be feeling right, safe. Have barbecue and that takes me back to... When the, police, when, the, when the news comes. Like, I think I, I think we just need to... We need to start holding each other's hand, y'all. For real, for real. How do you mean? Like, we really need to be there for each other. For real, for real. Like, we need to, like, as a community, 
just really be there for each other, not just in the in the social media realm, but just more physically. You I, know mean, what I mean, that's what me and, that's what me and uh, Sam were talking about. Like my yeah. reaction to the video is was about we got to pull up. No, 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 pull up. I agree, but the way in the manner, I don't know. <laughs> hey, oh, no, listen, this, I'm not in a kumbaya moment. I ain't. I don't got that in me no more. I'm gonna be honest right. with you. I, 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 I ain't holding hands. I'm locking arms. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's not. I'm at a place, and this is probably where they want us. I mean, they they've yeah. been trying to bait for uh, a they war, want it. war yeah, the races for a long time, yeah. and we've tried to do it the right way uh, for a long time. And and what I mean by right way is with least amount of loss of life. Yeah. And and I still want that way. I mean, I, we can't I, have no other way. But I don't, we really can't have I, no other way. Honestly, I don't, well, I, fuck that. Uh, the way I feel about it is the same way I I, I think that uh, all major sources should feel. The reason we can't bomb China is because they know China got what we got. You understand? And really, until we got what they got, we're never gonna be. In, we're never gonna be. To, there's never gonna be a point where they actually respect us until they understand that them murdering a black man means. I mean, yeah, you can say like you may you may win a race war, but you are gonna lose a lot of your family, and so that that's what. Well, I mean, I I mean, you can speak for yourself, okay? Because at the end of the day, the goal of life is not to just exist; it's to live. And the way that we're existing right now, allowing these things to occur to us. Which is literally, literally I, I feel like less of a black man that I watched that video and that that that, that man was killed in that manner. I, I feel, think that's the reason why they delivered the video, too. Well, to I mean, you, you, you that can way. say that, but what I'm saying is black men have been getting killed like that forever. Yeah, I didn't need and to so, see that video. And so, and so you can take that video out if you want. Take the last video out if you want. I don't have a video of Trayvon Martin, but I know what happened to him, and I know how he was handled. And the fact that George Zimmerman gets to walk around, gets to harass the family, gets to file lawsuits still, gets to do all of that shit, that make me feel less. Like, it's like, what, what, what am I a part of that we're just allowing this shit to, to, to ride? You get what I'm saying? It's like, what am I putting, what are my children going to be a part of that we're allowing this shit to ride? You get what I'm saying? And, and at the end of the day, if there are no consequences, this shit will continue to go. Now, I'm not saying we need a race war, but what I am saying is the comfort level is way too comfortable for these motherfuckers. They're way too comfortable. And I'm telling you right now, me and mine, we gonna ride. And we can't and, forget these are individuals. You said me and mine is well, gonna ride. Me and, and mine. Hold on, let me say this. You keep saying that these are individuals, and, and I don't disagree with it. Mm-hmm. But like you were just making the point, they released a video to have a psychological effect, correct? Yeah, yeah. So if if and I'm not I'm again I'm I'm for the sake of conversation, not of putting people into action. If the individuals that did this ended up skinned alive and found dead skinned, and everybody knew it was because of what they did on that video, what message would that send? That's in another psychological message that, hey, you reap what you sow. So you don't have to attack the whole group. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just the people that did what they did. Just the people that are guilty for what they did. And done. you know, and you know what? Well, honestly, 
that narrative in itself is more justified. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I've never, I've never been a purveyor yeah. of, of race war or anything. When I said that, when I saw the video, my gut reaction was to pick up, put gas in the car, and I ain't put gas in that car since February because of the quarantine. <laughs> put gas in that car and ride to Brunswick, St. Simons Island, wherever they are, and 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 handle that. I wasn't the only person that felt that way. I wasn't the only black man that felt that way. Hell, I wasn't the only man. I know some white men that have responded. That felt that way, yeah. Oh, yeah. That felt that way. So it's kind of like, I think white people are tired of white people shit. You of know course. what? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. That's and, and we talked a lot of, we talked a lot of, of, of stuff, but what I will say is this. I learned through this situation that we do have a lot more allies than I thought. We have a lot of allies. I, I, I mean, they probably ain't ready to ride, but what I'm saying of is, course not. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is that there's, I, I was, I, I felt helpless at one point. And then I went and um, added myself to this uh, bullshit ass group that was supporting these guys that killed the black man. And I noticed that not just black people, but white people had taken over that group. White supporters of Ahmad uh, Arbery had taken and, over. And about group. what's right, too. They, they, uh, yeah, right. you're right. You're right. But what I'm that's saying evil is, shit that, that it's easy to feel, about. what I'm saying is, it's easy to feel like the other race doesn't care. And and what I learned is because because of social media, social media has algorithms, right? I have white friends that I've said, oh, they super silent on this shit, right? And it wasn't until I actually used my computer, I said, let me go look at their page. And they have said something about it, but I never saw it. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. I couldn't, I was like, why did this not come up on my feed? I, bro, I, I literally had a, a white friend of mine make a post about me and my family to her white friends on uh -huh. her Facebook page. And she, it pretty much was like, this is Mikel. He's an asset to our community. I feel like I need to say this so that he's not taken from me. Yeah. Like, and they and she had a picture of me, my wife, my mother-in-law, oh, my kids. That's crazy. And, and she said, I feel sad that I need to do this, but I don't know what else to do. I don't want to lose him senselessly, like what happened with this young man. And she's like, That's she's crazy. from she's from the South, so she knows. Mm -hmm. And she's done it not just with me, but with another uh, another father. She posted about him and his son and how he's a he's a coach and he coaches his son's team and he, and he had a battle with uh, life threatening disease like just humanizing us yeah and no, and, that's, and that's, that's crazy that that's what has to happen or that it that has happened and in the framework that it is like I never thought I had to be justified as a human. But that's what she felt needed to be done like because a white person saw, had to justify you as right, a human. Right. She so, had you know, and that that's the thing. And it's like that's how deep it goes. And she recognizes that. And that's the point. It's like she's one of the first persons I know that will call out white privilege. And and she's that was her point. She's like the fact that I'm here I am a white woman basically vouching for a black man is a humanity. Humanity, right? Vouching for this man is a point he's that a I'm good man. He's a like, good man. Leave him the fuck alone. Leave him he's alone. And 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 that's sad. 
to her and to me. And I told her, I was like, well, if it goes left, you know, because she asked permission. I said, well, if it goes left, you got to take it down because I'm going to react to it because yeah. I got to protect my family. I got to, I'm, I'm going to say something. And she's like, if it goes left, I know who's my, who I'm not going to be friends with it. Like she was talking about that, whoever the individual might be. This is evil. But the thing is, the people that have responded to my post, to the post she made and the post that I know she made about another father have been very positive, loving, caring comments. They don't have to do it. Now, she has plenty of friends. Not all of them have commented. The point is, is that our white allies don't know how to be an ally to us. They don't know how to combat their cousin's belief system. They don't know how to. They, because they're not raised in an environment. Like, if you haven't been raised in an environment where racism was a part of your environment, it's hard for you to conceive that it actually exists. Even if you are a person that would be subjected to it. Like, it's just hard to believe. Like, when I travel abroad and people see I'm from America and they're asking me, yo, does that shit really happen over there? Like, they, it's hard to believe that some, some society is so sociopathic that they would dehumanize their working class and citizen, people that are born and raised and have been contributing to society. Like, they, it's hard for to see that. You know, they, they get if you do a crime, you get punished. Everybody gets that globally. But here I am, a therapist, a real estate agent, a husband, a father. I haven't broken any laws. And I could just simply go to the store right when another racist, prejudiced person goes to the store and they can call in a false report like that young man that died in Walmart mm-hmm. carrying around a pellet gun that he was going to buy and he gets shot in less than point five seconds of seeing it. Yep. That's unbelievable, unconceivable to the people outside of America. And Walmart sells guns. He wasn't pointing it at anybody. He was literally going up and down the aisles. You see, you can see the video. The officer was not charged. I mean, nothing. He didn't even have chance. The boy barely turned. He turned around when the cops screamed at him. And when he turned around, they immediately shot him. And the person made the goddamn call, man. That's the motherfucker. But I'm saying they did not charge that person. They didn't charge him for But you know what? Those narratives, they just, it's like it keeps us divided. And to hear both of y'all's story, I ain't going to lie to you. Y'all's story that y'all was saying about how how y'all are Caucasian friends, how they, you know, talk to y'all and the relationship that y'all have with them. I think to honestly, like, I would continue to, like, bring them in to be real with you. Because, like, they are allies, like what Sam was talking about. Like, they're huge allies, too. You know what I mean? Like, we all need each other. And, like, I had uh, one of Amber's best friends who, who was white also. Like, she talked to me and was like, how do you feel about wearing the mask? You know what I mean? Like, do you feel uncomfortable now that you got to wear the mask? And I didn't understand what she was talking about at first. And... At first, I thought she was talking about, like, am I scared? Because people's going to walk past me with the mask. Because that's what I thought she was talking about. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of shit when people walking around with the mask on, you know, Are walking you? past me. I think anybody can rob me, honestly. So no, you, you she was really talking about other up. people. You think you about stick-ups. You... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but what, I think what she was saying is, like, literally, she's saying, I don't have to think twice about putting a mask on in public. Yeah. 
and yeah. literally, I mean, I know for me, like, that's kind of one of my things. Like, I mean, I'll put it on, but only when really necessary. Okay, so did you see the video of the guy that was uh, approached by store security for having on a mask? <laughs> Not recently, huh? Yeah, Not this recently. is last month. <laughs> crazy man this is, so this, this is, is again this is, white man. this is this is what i'm saying that's happening because of my skin color there's no other precursor to it the, the guy had a child with him it was a young boy uh maybe 13 his son mm -hmm. and he's literally taping the guy behind him he's like this guy's making me take my mask off he's, mm -hmm. now he's putting me he's trying to put me out in the store saying if i don't take my mask off be un and be unsafe. I'm gonna get, you and, know. And I think, uh, and Joe, I just think you gotta be careful by saying the narrative, because this is real life, man. This is not like someone just trying to tell a story. This is not, you know, somebody illustrating, trying to paint a picture. This is things that people are going through every day. And although, like, I. I've grown up in Georgia. It's been a minute since I've had a racist experience, but I've had them. And the problem is when you have them, it's like you you get back it knock you right back down to realize, oh, this is this is what this is, and this is what's going on. And you know, me and Joe, me and you, we you know, we own the store in a predominantly white area. Mm -hmm. You know what was you know what was up. Literally, I had white people come in and realize, I mean, it's just the look of it. Little white girls scrubbing toilets and mopping my floor and washing dishes. And then they come in and like, you're the owner? And then it, at first they'll look at it like, oh, cause it's a cupcake shop. They look at it like, oh, at first they come in, they're ready to get some cupcakes. And as soon as they, as soon as they figure out it's a black man that owns it or a black woman that owns it, they look at it like it's it's like you serving shit on platters, like literally. <laughs> the poo -poo platter. <laughs> literally, he made Which is this. Hilarious, this, considering no, the fact that we used to cook for him, right? Look, man, the the man looked. It's just the look of. I knew what it was was going on because he had these. I got these little white girls mopping my floor. You know what I'm saying? I got them in there scrubbing tables and wiping shit down, and and I got on my shirt too. But I'm the owner, you know, and. Literally, he takes his daughter, he grabs his daughter, and grabs his yeah. child. He's like, oh, no, we're not getting anything. No, we're not getting anything today. And then the kid's like, but, Dad, you said you wanted somebody. Because <laughs> you know, kids don't tell on you every time, right? That's right. They keep but, it real, especially but, when they want something. Yeah, but, but that, that's not a, that's, it's not a narrative. It's real life. It is. I, I lost money because I own the shop and I'm black, even though they that's wanted to eat. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it got to the point where, you know, Joe, we started just, all right, we got to stay, we got to stay out the way. Stay in the back. We going to stay in the back. Because we, the goal well, of it is to make money. You get what I'm saying? And, well, and, uh, and what we were what doing. Name, what was the name of, bro, what was the name of that movie with Sam Jackson and old boy that uh, plays uh, on the Avengers? Uh, oh, Captain America. No, 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 no. No, it was a movie with him and Sam Jackson in it. And they play real estate tycoons out in California. Oh, it's, I, a, it's I, a true story. I ain't seen it. Oh, God, Lake I can't believe Terrace? I can't remember that. Hold on. No, no, Lake Tears is a, it's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the, what I'm getting at is uh, uh, this was a, it was 
it basically told the story of how they paid a white man to be the face of their business. Oh, of yeah, I've seen smart? that movie. Yeah, yeah. You, and, you, and, it, and literally, to be honest with you, Mikael, that's what we started doing. We, we, we was like, okay, look, if they ask you who the owner, you the owner. You know what I'm saying? They ask you who the manager, you're the manager. That is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's like, that's who they want. They want to deal with you. And guess what we do? We're taking our money. We donating to black people in schools, donating to black nonprofits. We're doing what we're doing, but we're using white money in order to do it. The uh, banker. The banker, yes. I, I, I had I, to find I, it. I, had, I could not let it go. I had to know that. It was a good movie. It's That's the bank with a dope movie. Excellent yeah, it's movie. It's a great movie. It's a great but movie. But it's a testament to what we're saying. Yes. To do anything right in America, you have to put a white face on it. You it's just the, it's, the, it's the system. Well, that's what we open with, Joe. That's yeah, the point. Like yeah, the system yeah, here is set up that up. if you black, you can't really function as a citizen. Yeah. Like there's no I don't know any other country that operates like that. Yeah. And it's crazy we had to maneuver and manipulate. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> order yeah. to well, win in the system. So it, the testimony is, if you see how the system is set up, to see how far we can go. Like, look what we've been able to accomplish with said system. Imagine mm -hmm. if it was actually a just and fair system, meaning mm -hmm. equal access across to the board without, without yeah. this, this oppressive component. What could we be? And that's yeah. the message that Ghana is sending. Yeah, like bring that potential to God. Here, yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll give you. you if you're a military expert, if you're a military expert, brothers and sisters that get out of the military here and feel like they have to be part of the blue wall, you don't have to. You literally could go to Ghana and have a life there as a, as a contractor, teaching and building up a military in a country that won't subject your children to oppressive message measures. That's the message that I get. Hey man, my my final thought is: at the end of the day, we gotta we gotta get to the point where we protect ourselves all the way around. We got we have to get to the point where if somebody shoot our kid down in the street and I not get arrested, they're gonna beg to get arrested. Right? They're gonna say, "Take me in." And These don't motherfuckers. Give me yeah, these motherfuckers are crazy. Don't give me there. Yeah, <laughs> because, literally, because literally, it's just like right now where I stand. If somebody killed a black boy in front of my house, I would be less of a man to just sit there and let it happen. I don't know if I'd be able to look at my kids or go to sleep as a protector. As a as a protector, and I get it. We're supposed to protect our family, but we we gotta protect each other as well. Um, yeah, and, that's true. And, and the fact that these men that's that's what bothers me the most. These men slept comfortably in their home for all that time. You said three months with, with bro, three months in their house. And when the, and when the, when the story started getting hot, they still had the privilege and the presence of mind to load up whatever the AR or the AK that they had and in the air because they felt like we still with the shit. Right, we untouchable. We untouchable. The 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 system is protecting us. Mm. Let us do that shit. We be Let me, Let's be clear. I watched the video when the junior, the son got no bail, no reaction. Nope. It was almost like he knew he was yeah. gonna get bail. He probably asked for it. 
That's what I'm saying. There was no discussion. Yeah. Apparently, they don't have, they don't quote unquote have attorneys. That's false. But you know what, oh, what I'm saying? Like, they, they do. They, they, the attorney spoke out today. I, I listened today. to them. Yeah. Right. So that that's what I'm getting at. Like, a lot of this shit is coordinated behind the scenes. Yeah, and orchestrated. How can, we expect, yeah. how can we expect to get justice when there's no transparency? That's that, true. That, the, the whole, like, the police report indicated they wanted to arrest them. That's what yep. got the attention on that DA. Like, And then when they talked to the officer, yeah, I called and she said that we couldn't arrest them. This they is were conspiracy. Them that day. Like whether they, uh, whether they went to jail or whether they were put in the court system and found not guilty, none of that ever happened, even though it was supposed to. Yep. And yeah, she stopped is... and then passed the buck to somebody that had more hoodspots. You know what I'm saying? To to literally say, yeah, they they self defense, no problem. So this video is out there and they sharing it like, oh, look at us killing this. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. And this mother is is you know still fighting for her son's uh, rights. Stomach and not. Uh, Damn. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's enough said for me. Like at, at this yeah. point, yeah, it, it better not happen again. You know, yeah. at, at this point, I'm getting my AR. I got my shotgun. And. You know, I I won't do I won't say much to incriminate myself, but just don't fuck with my people. Yeah. And Joe, you got anything? We're about to wrap. Hey, man! All I know is you can't fight the devil with evil, because as soon as you think he boxing fair, he pull out the desert with eagle. <laughs> 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 He's a dirty dog, boy. Hey, you already know we all got to come together, man. We we, we just got to come together. Keep your allies close to you. I said this on a call the other day, brother. There's there's one way that, 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 you know, the oil rigs, sometimes they catch on fire. And the way that they put the fire out is by fire, adding fire. Mm. So the concept of you have to meet evil with good, I think, you can meet evil with his, with equal force, but good intentions. Yeah, equal force. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, you, you mm-hmm. can put that fire out with equal force. And yeah, yeah. while I am a purveyor of peace first, if I see that there there is no peace to be had, I have to defend that which I hold uh, dear to me. No. And my life and my children's lives are a part of that. And that's just kind of where I am with, like, I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Hey! hey there, there we go. Now. Don't push us. That's it. We're close to I like the that. End. And with that being said, man, people, thank you guys for listening. I know it's pretty long-winded, but at the same time, I think it's conversation that definitely needed to happen. Look, if you want more of this content, I just we just ask that you really, really just take this, share this with, with your people. Like it, subscribe, give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. If you got questions, concerns, want to come on the show, we're at, we're at You Good Bro Podcast on Facebook and IG, YG Bro Podcast on Twitter, You Good Bro Podcast at gmail.com. And soon we'll be having some, we're going we're gonna to be putting up a website and some other stuff. So just look, look out for this stuff. Just continue to, to support. Let us know what you think. And we right. definitely Thank you for the support. Definitely, 
Yeah, thank you for the support. I mean, at this point, at this point, guys, we're we're creeping up on ten thousand listens. Hey, hey, and that's that's actually that's a big deal because I never thought ten thousand people would want to hear what the fuck I got. Ten thousand people got to say what y'all did. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to see, to hear that, but I mean to say that, but y'all, I mean, clearly it's something that was, people want to hear and listen to, and that was needed. And so I just was just thanking you for that. And until next time, look, I'm Sam Dupe, and I am good. Hey, I'm Tim McKell, and I am good. I'm Joe Dupe, and I am good. All right, and just like that, we are gone.